This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. I get a lot of messages from listeners on Instagram saying something like, you know, I really want to run a 5K, but I'm not ready. Or I signed up for a race, but I chickened out and I didn't train. Should I still go to the race? Or I want to go to a race, but, you know, I'm really afraid that I won't look the part of a runner. Maybe everyone's body is smaller than mine. Maybe I'm the slowest person. Everyone's going to be faster than me. I'll be the last person to finish. And I've said all of these things, like all of them. And my guest today has said all of these things, like all of them. I'm really excited. We're going to chat with my friend, former client, and four-time Run with Jacqueline All-Star, Melissa Nazario. Melissa has been run walking for years outside in her neighborhood, before her job, after her job, during the summer. Um, And today we chat about her very first 5K, actually going to the race, putting the money down, uh, running, walking, finishing, um, getting the medal, all of those good things, and all of the scary things that happened that ended up not being so scary once she was there experiencing them. So as you listen today, I really want you to take note of all of the things that Melissa says that you see in your story. There were so many times I was just nodding my head and I was like, yep, said that, said that, did that, like exactly some of the like exact same things that I said a few years ago. It's so scary to put yourself out there. But I think that once we destigmatize and we find out that we are not the only ones um, kind of showing that vulnerability, we relate on the things that are scary like that. Once we realize these things, we're not alone, it's actually easier to move forward and try something that's outside of our comfort zone. I hope by the end of today's episode, you have the courage to sign up for a race this summer. There are so many of them. Um, Summer's just a great time. There's lots of fun races. If having a timed race feels scary, check out like the color runs. Um, There's just so many races about different foods that are out there. You can find something to push yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit and feel this strength and excitement, and you'll hear all of this in today's podcast with Melissa. All right, let's get started. Okay, so I'm so excited today. I have my good friend, Melissa, here for the podcast. This is my second episode that's in person. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm good. I'm excited to be part of this. Yeah, so we just finished up eating dinner, chatting, and I want to talk about this past weekend. So Melissa ran her first 5k this weekend. Very excited. Thank you. (laughs) Congratulations. Yes. So fun. Um, but before we get to that, I always kind of like to talk about your experience with running and with exercise and movement early on, because I think a lot of people think that running or sports or working out is only for like the super fit people that have been doing this their whole lives. I have a lot of listeners who are like, you know, I'd like to run a 5k, but I'll do it when I'm ready. I'll do it when I'm in shape. So take us back elementary school, high school, college, you know, what was sports athletics? What was it like for you back then? I was definitely not the athletic type elementary school. Like that dreaded required one mile run was the epitome of a nightmare. Um, and then even in high school, like going to gym class every day and like praying, like, please don't pick me. Like, please don't pick me. I don't want to participate. And I don't think it was not that I couldn't understand how to do the activities or play softball, or I just felt like I was not physically fit. Like a person, you know, that is maybe I've had some weight issues growing up and body image issues. Like, Oh, like I don't belong doing that. So the fact that I about two, three years ago decided like I could, I could give this a try. Like I could run like growing up next door. We had neighbors who are very athletic and they run like marathons. They like doing it. And I always watch them and I would be like, who would run? Like who would do that for fun? And pay money and pay money to go running. <laughs> yes. And pay money for it. Yeah. And like I said, like two, three years ago, I just decided I'm like, I could do this. I'm like, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. And I think I even the very first time I did like a run walk, which was way more walking than any type of running. Uh, it was a very windy, blustery day. Why I decided to pick that day of all days to go out and do this. And I sent, I think I'm even have still have, I sent you a video of me 
I'm like, I'm running my first time down the block Mm -hmm. and it kind of just went on from there. Yeah. That's so good. And I'm so glad that you said like how you started out with run walking and like that that's okay. And that at that stage, like when you're starting, like that is running. And so Melissa is a teacher as well. And we both taught little kids. And it's like, when you think about like a kindergartner or a first grader Mm -hmm. writing, like they don't know how to write. Like it's not actual writing. Right. But like for them at that age, no, that is writing or like the books they read. Like that's not reading. You memorize this. Like, right. Right. (laughs) But, like, the definition of it at that stage, like, early on, like, that's what it was. So, um, so a couple of years ago, so you started with the run walking. Yes. And then, like, what did that look like for the last two or three years? Like, um, I will say it's obviously, like, easier, especially during the summer, being a teacher, having, like, more time either, you know, to do it in the morning. Like, I like doing it in the morning better kind of like start my day off, get it done out of the way. Um, but I'm not an early bird and I'm not willing to really get up any earlier than I need to before work. Although it does have its benefits. I feel like after work, it's a good stress release. So, um, I would say it's, I've been more consistent about it during the summer, um, and the fall and obviously living in Chicago, yes. winter tends to be an issue. So I know that I kind of drop off um, during the winter, which is kind of why I always felt like, oh, I haven't done this all winter. Like I'm not ready. I can't participate in anything. I can't do anything. Um, but it's always been run, walk, run, walk, like, you know, even getting in my own head, like, oh, that person is driving down the street. Like they're going to see me running and then I'm going to stop. I'm going to have to walk. And they're probably going to be thinking in their car, like, what is wrong with that girl that she can't even run a block when in reality the person is probably not even paying one ounce of attention to me as I am going down the street Mm -hmm. so um a lot of it has been in my own head yeah getting through that part that no one's looking at you as much as you think like do what I need to do if I run a whole block and then have to walk the next one great so that's kind of where it started um and then like this past summer, like pushing myself to see like, okay, well, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at doing a mile. Like I even got my mile down to like 13 or 12 minutes when it used to be like close to 20. Yeah. That's huge. And that's, yeah. that's actually one of the benefits of being slow and I'm slow as well is that you get to see those like giant jumps. Yes. Like, <laughs> like seven minutes is huge. So, I mean, you're, you're basically able to do like a mile and a half and what you were able to do. Right. Yes. Yeah. So even like this past summer, like pushing myself, like, Oh, you know, and again, I had more time during the summer. Mm -hmm. So, but pushing myself and saying like, well, I've gotten pretty decent at this one mile. Like what if I did a mile and a half? Like what would it, first of all, what would it feel like for me? Mm -hmm. And then not that the timing was important, but knowing that I could succeed and not thinking it would take me, you know, two hours in reality, it was only taking me another 15 minutes until what I already did. So pushing myself to do a mile and a half, then two miles, and I'd gotten up to two miles. So it was also building my confidence that I could achieve more than I initially thought I could. I love what you said, though. So like the way that you pushed yourself wasn't this militant, like you have to get this or your piece of crap. Like, and I always think about, you know, like the way that we talk to ourselves about our bodies or about what we're able to do. Um, and if you think about like in your classroom, if you were like to a student, you know, like how you tr- talk to your students to get them to do stuff, like right. when you like coax them kindly versus, and I've, I've been a jerk to students and you don't get like the output that you're looking for. Oh yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But so, so you pushed yourself kindly, kindly, gently by, yes, just, I guess, just doing it. Yeah. Like making it a point, you know, and thinking about, and sometimes thinking about like things that you've said or that I've, you know, seen you post about or talk in the conversations Mm -hmm. that we've had together in the past, like, okay, I'm sitting on the couch, the sun is out, like I'm watching a rerun of a show that I've seen you know, more times than I need to. And it's like for the next 30 minutes, I could sit here on the couch and watch the show that is doing nothing for me, or I can go out and do another mile and keep building up my time and gaining strength and increasing my endurance 
to get to a goal that I really want. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it was definitely, like you said, coaxing on my part, coaxing myself, you know, and it really was a lot on me. I mean, my husband is good. Sometimes I was saying like, Oh yeah, you should go like you should go. But you know, and then even sometimes I'd get try and get him to join just so we could, you know, walk together. And even though on the times he came, it might've been more just walking. I'm still moving my body. I'm still working. I'm still moving towards a goal for myself. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think about, I always think about in a classroom, like, and just like motivation, like kids are motivated to do the things that they like, and then they really enjoy it more when like they accomplished it or like it was their choice. So it was like, no one was forcing you to run. Like you didn't have like a personal trainer or like no. anyone yelling at you. And like your mom was like, well, let's all make sure you, you know, like, no, no, it was all, it was me. It was just yeah. going back to that very first, that cold blustery day you know, garbage cans were knocked over in the alley. It was so windy yeah. and I had layers of clothes on because I didn't know how many layers I should have or should not, how fast would I be moving? How warm would I get? Cause I had never done it before. And just thinking like, you know what, I'm going to do this today. Like I'm going to go home today and I'm going to start this and I'm going to see what happens and what I can accomplish and what I can do. And then was I inconsistent? I was perfectly inconsistent, yeah, yeah. you know, like, did I do it every day? No. Did I, some days I walk all the way? Yes. But just continuing doing it and knowing that I could do it, you know, kind of helped move me along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's so true to like what you said about the winters in Chicago, because this is our first winter back. Like it was hard. Like this was really hard on exercise, my mood, like seasonal depression, which is like, like even now it's so dark out woke up this morning I'm just like why yeah it snowed it snowed two days ago like the winter is tough but so over the last two or three years you've been more consistent with it it hasn't been perfect but it's been more consistent yes uh, yeah yeah so okay so like after you so you would go out and you're like okay cool I'm gonna like run walk a mile or I'm gonna do two miles or just kind of see what like like after you would do it, like how did it affect your mood or like your day? You know, I, you know, like they say, exercise is good for you. It makes you, you know, feel good. And it did like, especially starting my day off on it. Well, I mean, it had positives on both ends, like starting my day off on it when on the days that I could do it in the morning, it's like, great. Like I just did this. Like I worked out, I feel good. Like I can start my day. I was out, got fresh air, sunshine, walk through the neighborhood. And even the days where I was doing it after work, it was like, okay, I had a long day. I'm going to go out, have some me time, like put on my favorite music and just go. And, you know, I'm a big dog lover. So being out in the neighborhood, stopping to pet the dogs and, you know, just saying hi to people in my neighborhood. And, you know, it, it had positives on both ends and it always made me feel better, whether it was because it was helping me relieve stress or because... It, I knew it was always working towards my goal. And I think it was in December of this past year. And my aunt was visiting from Maryland. And uh, it was around Christmas time. And she said, like, let's go for a walk. It wasn't super, obviously super warm, but it was, the weather wasn't decent enough that you could be outside with layers on. And I remember looking at my app to track how many miles. And I was like, Oh my gosh, if I go for this walk with her. And I knew we would just be walking, which was fine. I just wanted to move my body. Like I will hit a hundred miles in this year. I never, ever, ever thought that I would run, walk a combination of a hundred miles in a year. Mm-hmm. If you would ask me that in the beginning, I would have been like, not a chance. Mm-hmm. And that accomplishment alone, just looking at that app and seeing it flip to a hundred miles, I was like, oh my gosh, like I did this. Mm. Like I moved my body. I got myself up. I pushed myself and I've completed a hundred miles in a year. Yeah. It was that, that was a big milestone too. Yeah. I think that's so huge too. And it's like, when you're out walking a mile, it's like, it's like, okay, whatever. It's like a mile. But then when you see it add up and you're like, whoa, like how, like that's huge. And realize, and part of it too is realizing like 
you think one mile, not that far, but realizing how far a mile really was. Oh, yeah. Because I was convinced Saturday that they had marked everything wrong when I looked at the course map. I was like, this cannot be 3.1 miles. Like, this is way longer than, you know, what I'm used to. But it was just the way it was laid out. And, yeah. you know, I was like, I can do this. Like, I have walked a mile. I have walked two miles. Like, I will make it. I will survive this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, putting it in that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. Like when you actually, and it like, it's such a different experience, like walking on a treadmill, um, versus like being out in your neighborhood. And I also think about this too. Like we spend so much money on our rents, on our mortgages or whatever to live in whatever neighborhood you live in that I know for me when I was teaching and I was really miserable, I was like, cool, I'm spending like a crap ton of money to live in Wicker Park, this really cool neighborhood. And all I'm doing is like getting in my car, driving to work, drive from work back to my house, you know, back and forth. And I never enjoyed the neighborhood because I was like, well, I don't have time for this. I'm too stressed out. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, wait, if I do something for myself and like enjoy the neighborhood, I'm spending a ton of money to live in. Like your happiness level changes so much. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And just that, like you said, like the coping mechanism, like, oh, like, like movement helps me deal with stress. (laughs) So, so you're walking a ton. You hit a hundred miles in December with your aunt. Um, and then what happened when you started 2019 and when you were looking like what, like when you're thinking about movement and exercise and running, so I definitely, I wanted to do a 5k before and part of it was me like being a chicken and backing out and like, no, I'm not going to sign up. Like I'm not ready. I can't do this. Uh, part of it was life getting in the way things happening in my personal life and like, Oh, can't do that right now. Like there's, you know, I have things, family members to take care of, or I have things that need my attention right now. Mm-hmm. So that was also kind of putting myself on the back burner as well, which we all know how important self-care is, but of course, you know, you're, they're going to be there for the people who need you at the same time. So I think it was even last year, I saw the advertisement for Race to Wrigley and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm such a huge Cubs fan. Like that would be so great to do the Race to Wrigley, you know, and say like that was my first 5k and I just, I didn't sign up for it, but I kept thinking about it. Then came like last August and Stan's Donut had mm. their 5K. And I was like, my favorite donut place in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, it's like, you get a free donut afterwards. Like this couldn't get any better. I think Donna, you texted it to yeah, me. Yeah, I did. I shared it with him. I was like, you get a free donut. You're on the lakefront in our, of our beautiful city. Like I've gone, I had gone to the lake with my other friend who's a runner. Um, and, you know, we've done, we did like, five or six miles, you know, of spending time at the lakefront. And I was like, I could do that. And then it got like closer and closer to the registration. I was like, Oh, no, like, and I was like going back and forth and going back and forth. And I ended up not signing up for it. And then later saw pictures of people I knew Mm -hmm. on social media who had done it. And there was like, there was this little ping of like, Ooh, you should have done it. Like you should have sucked it up and you should have tried it. Mm-hmm. Cause then I felt like bad. And I think I was even a little bit mad at myself. So fast forward to this year, you know, thinking about work is extremely stressful this year and trying to do things for me. And I see this advertisement for race to Wrigley. And I was like, I got to sign up. So mm-hmm. I was talking to my runner friend at work and she was like, well, I'm going to sign up. You should sign up too. She's like, well, you know, we're all doing it together. And I was like, oh, I was like, if I really sign up, like if I commit to this, like I'm for real going to have to do this. Mm-hmm. So it was in February and I bit the bullet. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm like, so I signed up, paid the, the money. money. Yeah. Put, put the, the money, money down. down. <laughs> you know, I had that fear as I was getting ready to click submit, like, okay, I'm going to have to go through with this. Yeah. So I clicked submit got everything. I was like, it's February. Like I have till April 27th to get myself in shape thinking like I need to be better. I need to be in better shape. Always having that thought in my head. Yeah. You're not good enough as you are right now. Fix right. yourself. Yeah. Right. I need to do more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, February in Chicago, not good weather. It was awful. <laughs> March in Chicago it was, awful. was yeah. not good. I mean, I got out a few days when I could, 
um, but not as many days as I thought, whether it be doing stuff for other people, staying at work late, other obligations, you know, things got in the way as they do every day for people. So I didn't get out as much as I wanted to. So now it's getting closer and closer and I was freaking out. And my friend studs and she was like, um, we're all teachers. So we call each other by our last names. Um, she was like, it's just about starting and finishing. So I had to keep telling myself that. So I was freaking out over spring break, trying to get out as much as I could every weekend trying to get out. And I just, I still went into this feeling like I'm not ready. Like, how am I going to do this? So that Wednesday, last, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday, one of those two days, I was like, I'm going to have to walk two miles to see how much time it's going to be because I don't want to be the last one in this race. Mm -hmm. Like that was the feeling. Mm -hmm. So I did the two mile walk and it was a lot of walk run as usual. And I was like 34 minutes. I was like, okay, I would only have to add on another mile. Like I should be good. I should be able to complete this. Um, So that was kind of the mentality that I had going into it. But there was a lot of that self-doubt and a lot of that I'm not ready. I did not, I don't run every day. I don't run the whole time. I don't run fast. Like, are people looking at me and thinking like, what is this girl doing here? She doesn't belong here. So that was all compiled in with the fact that I'm like, but I set this goal. Like, this is something I want to say that I accomplished. And then thinking if I back out, how am I going to feel? And kind of taking myself back to that moment when I didn't sign up for that Stan's Donuts. And then afterwards having like regret, like I genuinely had regret, like I really should have at least given it a shot. Like mm-hmm. who knows what it would have happened if I had tried. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was leading up till Saturday. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you mentioned the part about like, like we do, like we, we worry so much about like what other people are going to be saying about us, like how fast we're going, what our body looks like, our form, like we were standing. I were like, I used to worry about my shoes. Cause I'm like, Oh, my shoes. Like the person at the running store made me get these like really obnoxious shoes. And I was like, no, everyone's going to make fun of me. And it's like, no one cares. Like yeah. everyone is worried about themselves. Or the other thing I, when I'm driving my car and I see someone running or I see someone walking, I'm pissed off that I'm in my car and they're out running or walking and I'm not like, I'm like jealous and like, but I've never like, Oh my gosh, they're so slow. Or, Oh my gosh. I'm just like, Oh, that looks so much fun. Why? Like, right. Why don't you in my car? Sometimes I feel like I want to roll them up and be like, you go. Yeah. But I want them from the weirdo yeah, driving yeah. by, but I'm like, I see you. Like, I know what you're doing. Like, and good for you that you're out and that you are taking the initiative to do what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, we're so mean to ourselves, but so kind to everyone else. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. I think that, I think especially now, like in coaching that I think when you're a teacher, you work so hard to get kids to be nice to other kids, but as adults, like we have to work so hard to be nice to ourselves. Like we're so nice to everyone else. Oh yeah. Yes. And And I struggled even in the middle of completing this 5k, like the thoughts that were running through my head were just, so let's go. So it's the night before the race. Yes. That's Friday? Yes. Saturday. Friday. Friday. You're freaking out, I'm guessing. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What's going through your head? Um, am I going to get there on time tomorrow? Oh, yeah, What's it going to look like? Uh, I've never done this before. Like this whole corral business. You know, they said there was like A, B, C, D, E. I think it went to like F or G or something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in Corral E. Like I'm not in the front. Like are people going to be like looking at me? My friend was going to be there, but I mean, she's faster than me. So she, you know, obviously she was ahead in the Corral and she said, I'll meet you at the finish line. So I knew she would be there at the finish line. And I don't, and, and I, you know, I wanted to be able to move at my own pace and she was moving at her own pace. And it was like, oh my God, like, I just, I'm, I'm not up front. Like all these people are going to be here with me. Like, are they going to be thinking like, you don't belong here and I'm doing it essentially on my own. Yeah. Like my husband was there waiting for me to support me at the finish line. My friend was going to be there at the finish line, but like in the actual work, like the actual part of it, like walking, running, like that was on me. And it was like, can I do this? And like, I've got the shirt on, I've got the <laughs> bib number on. It's like, if I just slipped out now, oh, and yeah. I walked around, 
Like, yeah. I would anybody know? And then it's like, okay, you could think that, Melissa, but if you really did that, if I walked off the course at some point and just made my way back at my leisure to the finish line, going back to, again, how am I going to feel? Mm-hmm. That I set this goal. This is something I've, I've set out loud that I wanted to accomplish. And I just gave up. Like, yeah. how am I going to feel about that? So we, when we make actions, we move, we can be moving towards something that's like really awesome. And it makes us feel really good. And those are like, we ideally we'd want that to be the way we motivate ourselves. But sometimes we motivate ourselves by thinking about the pain that we want to run away from. So you did not want to have the pain of disappointment, right? Feeling shameful, feeling like you let yourself down. Like you were running as far away from that as possible. Right. And even though I've always had the mentality, like when I do something, I've always been one of those people, like if I do it, like I want to do it right. Yeah. Like I want to like ace the test, get a hundred. Like I want people to be like, Oh, you did it. And you did it so great. So it was like, knowing that this was not going to be like, I'm not running a nine minute mile. Like I'm not even running a 10 minute mile. I'm not even running the whole time. So how is this? Like, am I failing? Like asking myself, am I failing at this? Because I'm not running the entire time. Perfect. Right. Cause I'm not perfect. And I was like, no, no, I had to stop again. Like I just want to finish. Yeah. I want to say that I finished it and earned that medal. Okay. So all of these thoughts are going through head you don't walk from the race. No. They, so can you explain a little bit before we get into the race? So you were talking about the corrals. And so I know that there are people that are listening that have never gone to a race and might not know what that is. So like you get there, what do you see and how do you know where you're supposed to go? So we are walking down Addison in Chicago towards Wrigley Field. And we see like the big setup that says start line and there is just nothing but a sea of people or blocks going down. And then there are these giant letters, A, B, C, then they're separated. You know, everybody's just kind of in one big group, but standing near what um, corral that they're marked in. And you were given your corral based on how, what your mile, you said your mile was when you signed up. And it was also on your bib number. Mm -hmm. So I found letter E and kind of just stood near the people who were all standing near the level letter E and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. waited until it was our corral's turn to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaking out. <laughs> so they let group A go and the first people, they're always like the people that have been running their whole right. lives. Like they're very slim, long legs. Um, if it's a really big race, they're probably from another country. Yeah. Um, so like those are, the people that I'm going to, this is in quotes, but like the real runners, like those are the people we think of. We Mm -hmm. think like, Oh, they're the runners. The rest of us are just slobs that (laughs) don't. The rest of us are just hoping to survive. Yeah. But so like, those are the people in the front, but really everyone else besides those people are just regular people. They are like, like, and I especially race to like, and I kept looking to my left, yeah. to my right. Like, Who are you seeing? Around. Yeah. What, is, what do you see? Uh, men, women, tall, short, all different body shapes, all different body sizes. People were by themselves. Some people were in a group, you know, everybody had their, you know, whatever they needed, their headset or ear, you know, earbuds in and, you know, a lot of just such a wide age range too. Were you expecting that? You know, because it was the race to Wrigley and where it wasn't such like a trendy area of yeah. the city, I thought it would be more like younger people and families because, you know, you could sign up just to walk. So I was expecting like a bunch of families that, you know, are in the area and then mostly like young people. But I was really surprised at the age range. And it was a good mix of like men and women. I don't feel like it was heavily weighted towards one group or the other. Yeah. So I felt there was like a good mix. It's like everyone. Yes, everyone. All ethnic backgrounds, all everything. I saw some little kids. Like they were like seven or eight years old, like really tiny little kids. Um, There was a few of like those young teenagers who kind of blew by (laughs) me and I was like, oh, yeah. Their bodies are built differently and they're like, they're on the cross country. Right. But okay. So there's a million different people. It's not just Olympic qualifying 
athletes there. It's like regular people who probably wouldn't even call themselves an athlete. So Corral A goes B, C, D, E. Yeah, I'm E. And you're an E. Okay, so you get up there. So we get up to the start line, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they released the other corral before us, so we're waiting for our time. They're like, okay, we're down to two minutes. I'm, like, shifting from side to side, swaying. Like, I keep looking at everybody, and I'm like, they're probably – out of all these hundreds of people standing around me and I'm still worried about somebody must be looking at me like, mm. who is this girl? When I guarantee nobody was probably looking at me. Um, and then they're counting down. Okay. We're, we're a minute. We're 30 seconds. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is about to happen. Like you're like, you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. This, yeah. This is going down right now. Mm-hmm. So the horn blows and everybody takes off running and there's like this wave of excitement and there's, a, you know, there's some people standing along the streets behind the barricades cheering as the horn goes off and the Cubs mascot Clark, the Cub was there and I just started running. Like I never start running. I always start walking, but there was just this like excitement and like this feeling of like, Oh, I'm like, I'm here. Like, this is happening. I'm doing this. And I took off and I actually ran like the first half a mile, like the Mm -hmm. entire time I ran. Mm -hmm. And then thinking like, okay, whoa, like slow down. (laughs) I have a lot. I still have Mm -hmm. like way, I still have a ways to go. Um, But I would say from mile one to almost probably all the way up to mile two, there was this constant like fear, panic, worry, being afraid of like, oh my God, that person just passed me. Oh my God, that person was behind me. They're in front of me. Oh my God, I'm. they said, you know, runners who are slower go to the right. Like, oh my God, I'm on the right side. They know I'm a slow person. And just seeing like thousands of people in front of me, just all these people in front of me. And then turning around to realize there was thousands of people behind me because I my whole worry the entire time was I'm going to be last. I'm going to be the last person and everybody's going to be staring at me. But then looking behind me and realizing there were still thousands of people behind me. And then as I started like getting into it and trying to remind myself, like I'm here for me, like my support system's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, going to do this and realizing like the woman next to me, she first, she was running. And next thing I know she was walking. Mm-hmm. There is a guy, you know, who looked, he could have been about my age in his thirties. Um, you know, he did not look like your average runner type, but he was out there and man, he was walking, running, walking, running. And even if it was like a slow run, he was doing it. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. I am definitely not alone. And I don't have any reason to keep freaking out that I'm not going to survive. Um, but getting, once I got to mile two, I think I was like, oh, I did two miles. Like I've completed this. Like I'm halfway. Yeah. Like I really can do this. Um, so when you were training, was two miles the most that you had gotten up to? Like, did you ever? Yes. Two miles. And that was only once in a while. Yeah. Anytime I would go out, it was always a mile after work because Mm -hmm. usually it was going back to that, like coaxing saying like, you need to do this for yourself. Like you need to get out. Like you should move your body. It was usually just get my mile done, come yeah. back inside. So, so the two miles, I had never done three miles yeah. other than occasionally during the summer, like I said, going to the lakefront and really, you know, and that was more walking, taking Strolling, a break, yeah. stop by the lake, sometimes running, but never just three miles on my own. Mm-hmm. Never. And then 3.1, I was like, wait, what? So, okay, wait. So when you were doing run, walk, which I want people to know that that's okay to do. And actually, um, we've talked about this before on the show, the episode with Susan in the Galloway method, like that is a, like a legitimate method that people use and people use that for marathons. And if you look up the running coach, uh, Galloway, um, that's how he trains people and like elite athletes. And it's, so much better for your body, like so much better for your joints and, and even just your mindset of like, okay, cool. Like push myself and then walk and everything's fine. So how did you know, like, how did you know when it was time to run and when it was time to walk? Like what pushed you to do either one? I, I don't think I have like an exact 
scientific answer. It was a lot of what my body was telling me, you know, and setting even like, even in the middle of doing this, like setting a small goal for myself, like, okay, I'm at this stoplight. I've been walking for a while now. I'm going to, from this stoplight to the next one, I'm going to run that and get, get some more momentum. Like, and I knew my goal was to finish in under an hour. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to complete the whole thing in less than an hour. And then I, in the back of my mind, I had said, I'd really like to do it in 45 minutes. So knowing like, okay, I got to run a little bit now. I want to get my time up because I had my app going, my Nike run app so that I could see like where I was, you know, on my own. Um, and then also knowing that, okay, we're going to get to run through the concourse of Wrigley Field. Like I want to run through the concourse yeah. of Wrigley Field. So saving up some energy so I can push myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing I want to run and cross the finish line. I don't want to walk across the finish line. I want to run across that finish line when everybody's cheering for these runners. So kind of knowing where to pick my spots to walk and save my energy for certain points that I knew I wanted to run those spots. Yeah. Or even like, in the one area, like at Irving and Ravenswood, like I knew there was like a dip in the street and then there was like a slight incline, like, okay, maybe I should walk that because I don't know how I'm going to do running up the small incline, even though it was small, like <laughs> worrying that, yeah. like, you know, whoever said, whoever said every street was flat was wrong. Cause that was a pretty good for a little incline. It was a pretty good one. So just kind of listening to my own body and knowing when I wanted to push myself to do that run and walking, like when I got to the water stations, like slowing down yeah. so I could actually sip some water. I do. I knew I needed some water. Didn't want to overdo it, but use that time to kind of walk a little bit and then get back into it and get like a rhythm going for the running. It's awesome. It's a great method. And I like listening to your body and like, that's huge. And I think that that can be such a, an annoying sentence when people don't know what it means. Like I, listen, I don't know what you mean to listen to my body, but then it's like, you just like you have to in order to listen to your body you just have to practice doing something yeah so like if you're just sitting like and I will say like since it was my first time doing a 5k like those big spots where there were like people supporting like just people you know cheering every runner on you know they were holding up signs and we actually got to Wrigley Field and they had all the workers there like welcome to Wrigley oh my gosh high-fiving us like I started going faster than I thought I was. And then, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not done yet though. I got to like, I got to pull back at least a little bit because I'm going to not be able to run across the finish line. Cause at that point getting into the field was, we were close to the mm-hmm. close to the end, but that feeling and like even the neighborhood, like there were people with their kids out sitting, drinking their coffee and having cinnamon rolls and they're like waving clappers. And I it saw was like, they were like four kids yeah. and they were so cute. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so great. Like, they don't even know us, but they're here and they're like cheering you and saying like, go, go, go. Like, you've got this. So that does help too. Like that, I think kind of pushed my adrenaline. I was like, I've got this. Yeah. Look, they're cheering. Like, I've got this. I can do this. I think that's like one of the coolest things about going to race is that like strangers just show up and they don't know you. Your relationship with these strangers lasts for like 1.2 seconds, but it like, like the fact that a stranger is out there cheering for you, like I'm cheering yeah. up. Like it's just like, wow, the the world's not awful. Like there really are right. some wonderful people. I was like, these people are just doing such great things. Yeah. Like, you know, and it was definitely like a little extra push that I needed. Yeah. Especially, like I said in the beginning, having all that self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And it was like, these people don't care that I'm walking. Like they're still cheering for everybody who goes by. Yeah. So you finished mile two. There's a lot of self-doubt mile one and mile two. Mm-hmm. As you're going into mile three, are you still hearing yourself saying those mean girl things or what's like your mindset for that last mile? It definitely shifted away from like the self-doubt and that was more of like, you did mile two. Like you've completed mile two. Like there's only one more mile mm. and a little bit of extra. Like. Mm. I've already done more than I thought I could, especially when I got past anything after two miles, I was thinking, okay, I, I, I've already surpassed anything mm-hmm. that I practiced. So now all that's left to do is finish. And then that point I was like, you know, we ran through Wrigley. I know I'm getting closer to the finish line. And I was like, I am going to do this. Like, this is really, like, I am really going to end up crossing this finish line and I am going to have something to show for it. 
And that is like what kept me going. And it was like, well, it's too, and plus I was like, it's too late to bail yeah. now. Like <laughs> I think more walking if I don't finish right. it. Like yeah. I'm already on the path back, like where I'm more than halfway back to where we need to meet. So there's definitely no time to bail out now. And at that point, why would I? Because like I said, like I've gone so much farther than I thought. Yeah. So, so the course is really cool. So we ran up to Wrigley Field, the Cubs play. And then, yeah, you like ran through just so much fun. People cheering for you, Cubs memorabilia everywhere. And you're just like, I'm in Wrigley Stadium, like just right. running. Come out under the big red marquee. So cool. People like there were so many people there cheering. Yes. And then I think that there was a turn. We made a turn up Addison. Okay. To go back towards Sheffield. So you're on that last part and you're like, I'm doing this and doing right. this. So I know that once I make the turn onto Sheffield, that all I had to do was make it down to Clark and then turn down Clark and go up a little bit. So it was like, at that point, I was like, I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm so much closer to the end than the start. Mm -hmm. Like I've done it. Like. So I, like I said, I knew I wanted to cross that finish line running. So I ran a little bit of that way up to Sheffield, made the turn into Sheffield, started walking, and then getting ready, like kind of talking myself up like, okay, you're going to make the turn on the Clark. This is it. This is your big moment. Like you want to do this. You want to run. Get ready. So getting ready, making that turn, and then when you make that turn and you see that finish line and so many people lined up on both sides, just cheering and cheering and other people, all of a sudden other people beside me, they were moving faster and they were running. And as I'm getting closer, like, and I hope I don't cry, like seeing my husband, like waiting there for me and like tears welling up in his eyes and just, just yeah. making, <laughs> making it across that finish line. and realizing like I just did this and like you know tears rolling down my face mostly because I was so proud of myself a little bit because my legs started to feel like gel <laughs> as I started like slowing down and realizing I was going back to walking um but just that moment of hearing everybody cheer there was an announcer there he's like throw your arms up guys you just did this you completed it you know people handing me that medal my husband hugging me and telling me how proud he is of me that I did this for me, that I didn't chicken out. And then that realization of like, I didn't chicken out. Mm -hmm. I didn't back out. Like I just completed this. And like that feeling overall was amazing. Like, I don't think I could ever describe that feeling again. And I mean, knowing that I wasn't ready, like I'm not, I don't have a runner's body you know, struggled with weight issues my whole life, like learning how to balance food, how to balance exercise and knowing like, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anybody, you know, guiding me like on a daily basis. And I accomplished a goal that I set out for myself. Just huge. I think that as adults, we work our job and we have stressful things happening, but the whole like accomplish a goal for yourself, like that I don't know. Like that doesn't happen very often. No, as an adult. like you really do feel like, so like I was so pumped up after that. Yeah. I was like, I could run a little bit more. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, let's not, you know, and just the environment too, I think was really helpful. Like the street is filled with people, family members, people are congratulating each other, other runners. And you know, I, you know, I turned to see other runners crossing that finish line and people who were, excited and you could tell they were celebrating that they accomplished it and then you know right around Wiggly there's so many bars and restaurants and a lot of them were open and then going afterwards and like sitting there and it was like this surreal moment like I kept before this like kept picturing like what would the race day be like what would I feel like what would I do afterwards you know trying to picture I'm like here I am I am in this moment that I've been thinking about and I'm sitting here with my finisher's medal, getting ready to have a celebratory drink and have some breakfast and be like, boom, I did it. You know, and of course, making my husband take my picture and holding up my medal and, and taking my picture in front of the Wrigley Field sign and just being so excited to share my news that I did it. Yeah. 
It was amazing. <laughs> like I cannot tell, like, trust me when I say, I never even thought I would run a half a mile, mm-hmm. a mile, never in a zillion years that I think I would sign up, complete a 5k and now actually be contemplating like what next, what other 5k do yeah. I do? Like, yeah. So I, you know, I, my goal was under an hour. I did under an hour. I said I wanted to complete it in my own, my own idea was 45 minutes and I was only a minute and 24 seconds yeah. later than 45 minutes. And I was like, I was so proud of myself for that. And I, you know, I didn't even care when they send you the email with like what place you came in out of all the women and the age group. And it was like, I just completed it. Like, yeah. that's all I needed. Yep. That's all I needed. I ran a race a couple of weeks ago and I think I was third to last of my female age group. And I was like, whatever. Like, cause here's the thing too, though, is that a couple of things. One, someone has to be last. Some, someone is going to be last. And the first marathon I did, I remember running with a girl for a little bit. Cause when you're running a marathon, it's really lonely when you're really slow and you're at the back. And I turned to this girl and I was like, I just don't want to be last. I just don't want to be last. And she was like, I don't care if I'm last. She's like, do you know what percentage of like the population does a marathon? Like no one does this, like just doing it is an accomplishment. And so like that has stuck with me because I'm, you're never going to win a race. I'm never, I'm never going to win a race. So it really is just that, like, just getting out there and doing it mm-hmm. is the winning. Right. Like, that's literally it. Like, like so I, it doesn't even matter if you were last. I was literally so excited and so overjoyed and this feeling of accomplishment. Like, we went end up going out later that night to go see a friend bowl. And I was like, I think I'm going to wear my medal. And my husband was like... <laughs> really? He's like, I don't know if you need to wear your medal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I won't wear the medal, but I'm going to tell everybody about it. And, you know, I was a little bit bummed that, you know, I tried calling my husband, like, as I knew I was getting ready to make that turn to head toward the finish line to tell him, like, I'm headed towards the finish line, like, get your phone ready. So you can like take a video or a picture of me. And of course, he didn't answer his phone. And my other friend who was there waiting for me too, she's like, oh, I, you know, you should have told me or text me. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it because I was too busy thinking like I have to finish. Yeah. Like I'm almost there. And I just got lucky enough that when they emailed the pictures, like the one picture that came out the best was the one me crossing the finish line. Yeah. And you can actually see, I think even you commented, like I, you can see that I'm in motion, that I'm running yeah. and that there's this smile on yeah. my face. So like, I am so happy that I have that moment captured because it will always take me back to that feeling of like, I'm crossing a finish line of a 5k. Like who would have thought that, you know, three years ago when I did that first run walk or any of the run walks that I did that I would see it through, stuck it out, did what I needed to do, no formal training. And I just did it and it felt great. And is everything in your life perfect right now and stress-free. Oh, no. <laughs> no. If anybody else is a teacher who's listening. Yeah. End of the year. Coming towards the end of the year, there is, every day is stressful. You know, I have, you know, additional personal stresses, yeah. taking care of people, personal struggles, you know, that are dealing with, but this was something that I needed for me. And I felt, and I, I you know, I probably looking back at it now, reflecting, like being so excited and sharing my joy. Like I, for once did not feel guilty. I did not feel guilty posting that picture on Facebook, telling people that I did it. Like I completed this 5k and posting my pictures. I don't care how gross I looked all sweaty and red faced. Like that was the moment I did it, you know, from never even thinking I would do a mile to completing it. And I can say wholeheartedly, like I did not feel an ounce of guilt that I made it about me and I did this for me. Mm -hmm. And that was a really good feeling. And given all the stresses I've had going on recently, it felt so good to celebrate and know that I accomplished it. That's so interesting that like doing something for yourself or posting about something about yourself made you feel guilty. But like, I I think that that's pretty common. Like, and I, you know, I didn't tell 
And I, I, I think I told you, mm-hmm. my husband, my parents and my sister and my run, runner friend. Mm-hmm. I think those were about the only people who knew I com- was signed up for this because I was so afraid that I was going to chicken out and I didn't want to be talking about it and then have nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. So I did keep it quiet that I was doing this. I didn't even like, you know, everybody, everybody at that corral at back at that start was like selfies and like checking in saying like, I'm at the race to ring. I'm like, Nope, not me. Not saying it because I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't want to have to deal with the aftermath. But boy, once I got across that finish line mm-hmm. and I calm shit, you better believe I was ready to share that news and say, like, guess what? This girl did it. And so I think I saw your photo on Facebook. And I think I saw, I mean, you tell us, like, what um, what was the feedback you got? Because sometimes people are really nervous to share something like that about themselves. Like, what are people going to say? Are anyone going to like the photo? What, like, your friends on Facebook, your family, like, what was the feedback? Everybody was so supportive, so amazing. Um, they said, just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Maybe we'll see you at the marathon. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't go that <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. Maybe, you know, if I keep doing some 5k, maybe push myself to a little bit further, but I, I can't say wholeheartedly that I'm eager to do a marathon. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many compliments, so it was really just love and affection and congratulations and saying like, way to go. Like you did this, you know, I do post, you know, my pictures after I do my run walk, I've always gotten positive feedback. So I think people were excited for me to yeah. see that I did this. Yeah. And they knew that it was something that I had been striving for and working for. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's really cool too is, you know, sorry, my dog's thinking. <laughs> Um, that there might be someone that saw your post and liked it and commented or someone that's just lurking and has seen you doing this, but like them being able to see you do something for themselves, for yourself will give them permission to do something for themselves, whether that means them. Okay. Well, if Melissa can run walk, I can run walk too. You know, okay. If she can do a 5k, like I can do this too. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like like we get this weird permission that we didn't like, I don't know why we were waiting for someone else to give it to us, but it's like, yeah, it's like, okay. and I mean, I've never been shy about the fact that it's a run walk. Yeah. yeah. I've oh, it's always oh, people ask me like, Oh, I saw like, you know, we, when we go in the summer and like visit family friends, like, Oh, I saw your post on Facebook. Like, you know, it's like, you're doing a really good job. I'm like, oh, they're like, how's your running? I'm like, well, it's really a run walk. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I, I mean, I can't run the whole time. And I know that because I don't want to stress my body out. So I do what fits me and what fits yeah. my body. And it's the run walk. And over time, do I get better? Yeah. And that's great. But I also am doing what's, what fits me. Yeah. So I've never been shy about saying like, I don't say when people are like, oh, you did great. Well, yeah, it was a run walk. Like I'm not going to be dishonest about something and lead people to believe that it has to be either you run it or you don't. Like Mm. I did a run walk, I completed it and it was great. Yeah. That gives them permission to do that too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. So a lot of people listening, it's, you know, summer, um, summer coming up, they might want to run or do run walk a 5k, sign up for one. There's a lot of fun ones, color runs. I don't know. Yeah. Beer. My dad sent me an email about like a Italian beef. Oh, yeah. Bona beef. Yeah. The bone of beef. <laughs> we should day. do it. Okay. We should look at the date. My dad was like, let's do this. Or no, my dad told me to do it, but he's not going to do it. But anyways. Okay. So you waited, it took you like three years to do the race. And I know that there are people that are listening that want to do a race. Like what advice do you have for them? Cause they're going to keep telling themselves, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. Like what advice do you have for them? Boy, boy. Um, you kind of just, I mean, you have to want it for yourself first. You have to know that it's something you want. Like my friend has invited me multiple times. Like, Oh, you should do this one. You should do this one. And I did keep putting it off. No, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. And I think just given all the personal struggles I've been dealing with this year, like, you know, and my mom has always told me like, 
There is no perfect time to get married. There is no perfect time to buy a house. There is no perfect time to start a family. Like you do it and you survive, you make it through, you know? Um, so, you know, just looking like, I know I'm not going to be an Olympic runner. I know running the marathon, not my goal. Running a 5k, that's a plausible goal. Like I can achieve that. So it was really starting with me and then really making that commitment. Like I said, when I clicked that button in February, paid that money, putting the money down and then marking it on the calendar and seeing it every morning when I was in the kitchen, getting breakfast ready or doing whatever, knowing that I just want to finish it. Like there is never going to be a perfect time. And I wish I would have had a little bit more of that confidence in August to do that one. Um, but I also think that motivated me to push me to do this one, to see it through, to sign yeah. up, show up, complete it. And then just, I promise you, if you do it, the feeling at the end, no matter how long it takes you, if you do a 5k, it takes you an hour. If it takes you 30 minutes, however long it takes you, when you cross that finish line, it'll all be worth it. And it will, it just, it's, I just, I can't describe the feeling enough. Like, yeah, just like I was literally on a high all day and it was like, man, I, I just kept looking at the metal and like, I can't believe I did this. I can't wait to show my family. And you just, you just need to go push yourself to go through it. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Like we've just you know, been talking about, it's okay to do the run walk. It's okay to take your time. It's so, you know, it's okay to have that self doubt, but it's also okay to know that no one's watching you do it for you and get out there. Mm -hmm. Like in the, at the end of the day, I'm so glad I did not chicken out that I did not back out. I didn't ditch the course. I didn't walk back around. I did it the way it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it was just the best feeling ever crossing that finish line. Yeah. So just like get out there and do it. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no like good, like, yeah, there's no, def no definitive answer. Like if you sign up for it, like I would not, like if you sign up for it and you don't go through it, like I would never fault someone because I was at that point, I sure. was ready to sign up and then be like, Oh, maybe I'm not going to show mm -hmm. up. But I was just tired of feeling like that. Mm. I was tired of having that feeling of thinking like I'm not good enough. So, and Trust me when I say when you get there, like I said, all ages, all walks of life, all races, men, women, old, young, everybody around me and the group that I kind of, there was like, like you said, like there was kind of like a group of people, like a pod that we all kind of were about the same pace through the whole thing. Everybody around me was run walking. So I was like, what am I worried about? Like yeah. they're walking and running too. And they're in the same spot I am. So I mean, I'm good. I'm okay. Like I'm okay. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of putting it off. I'm tired of this. Like, I think that, I think we think like, okay, I'll do it when I am perfect. I'll do it when I have the perfect situation. I've been perfectly running. I've been whatever, but that doesn't ever actually come. No. And <laughs> Like we actually like, or we're looking like for this motivation, but I think a lot of it comes like we either make a big change in our life from motivation or from desperation or like trying to get away from some sort of pain. And you're just like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like I need to do something mm -hmm. for myself and yeah. it's not, I don't know. It's not bad to do something for yourself. No. Like, and that's why I said for the, for the first time in a long time, I did not feel guilty being excited and celebrating this you afterwards. Should. Yeah. <laughs> like it was about me and it was going to be about me all day Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily we beat the snow and the rain that occurred oh my here Saturday. Gosh. So that made it even better. And I will say, I think part of what helped me too uh -huh. was that I chose a race that kind of meant something to me. Mm. I love baseball, diehard Cubs fan, knowing I was getting to run in Wrigley, like it benefited Cubs charity. So it also had a little bit of meaning. So I knew like, if I was going to do a 5k to start with, like what better one to do one for the team that I love yeah. in my city that I love. So that was also really cool too. I think that was a little bit of the motivation behind it too, that I chose a race that had some kind of meaning for me. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. So I have one more question and it's, um, it's going to put you on the spot, but you said as you were crossing the finish line, you saw people clapping for all the runners. 
And you also said that all of the people around you were walked running, which I, are you a runner? Ooh. <laughs> Boy, you really did put that. Mm. Um, they're clapping for you. I think I am a runner. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one says to be a runner, you have to run every minute of a race, a marathon, a 5K, whatever it is. Like, you don't, I don't think you have to be a, you know, you don't have to run every minute to be considered a runner. I ran a lot of that race. So, yeah, I think I, yeah, I am a runner. Like, Does that feel weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, it feels yeah. weird when I go home, like, I'm going to go for a run. Like, I don't run the whole time, even at home. Even the one mile, I don't run. Yeah. Do I try and sometimes push myself more than other days? Sure. Because I like to see what I can do, what I'm capable of. And I know I can do a little bit more some days. But yeah, I mean, when they were clapping, I guess we think when they were clapping at the end, they don't, they didn't know that I ran walk. They were just there. All these strangers were there supporting their family, their loved ones, their friends, and anybody else who came across that finish line, whether they ran or walk. And I did see people who walked too. So I think, yeah, yeah. I am a runner. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Feels weird, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not reserved just for, you know, the people that have been running for 37 years or Olympic athletes. Like, I don't know. It's, and it, it is like, okay, cool. Like if I'm a runner and I practice running, um, then I do it. So this summer, are you going to run a 5k? It's on your next. Um, I think I probably will provided that, you know, there's no like complications with me or anything and yeah, yeah. that I'm, you know, healthy and can do what I need to do. Um, I think I probably will. I'd like to probably do at least another couple ones, maybe not all this summer, but you know, my friend told me about a really cool, like more fun Halloween one in October. And you know, I think Stan's donuts will probably have theirs in August. So maybe I'll try that one. And you know, I do tend to like more of like the fun, more like lighthearted where they're not like so stressful. Like if you're not here, you don't get to go. Like, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I mean, there's so many to choose from. Like, I think I would like to do that because when I cross the finish line and at the start when they blew that horn and you feel that rush, like, I see why people keep doing it. Yeah. Why you keep spending 40, 50, 60 bucks on yeah. running. Right. Which is so crazy because you started out the podcast talking about the dreadful mile in gym class. Like, we all, yeah. no one liked the mile. Maybe there's like one kid in the class. But now you like put down money to run. Like yeah. what a change. I voluntarily showed up here <laughs> yeah. to do this and I did it. So I think it was really cool too. So I've talked about this, that it took me like seven years of when I started running. And then I told my boss was like, oh, are you training for a 5k? And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like I'll do that when I get good enough. And then seven years went by of me inconsistently. Like I was not consistent, but like inconsistently running, never doing a 5k. Then the same thing, like, okay, fine. I'm so sick and tired. Just run the 5k. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, huh, it's not as scary as I thought. So it definitely was not as scary as I thought. It wasn't <laughs> as scary as I thought. Nobody was probably looking at me as no many times scared. as I thought I had that. Everybody was there to you know, do it for themselves or whatever their goal yeah. was. They were focused, moving forward. People were laughing, talking, having conversation as they were running or walking or, you know, making their way through the course. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I mean, like you said, if I waited till I was perfect, it would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have this amazing feeling, like even a few days later, still That's ready awesome. to go. Did you tell your students about it? I wore my medal to school today. <laughs> And I did tell them and I like told them the whole story about like how nervous I was. And I was, you know, being a little bit more dramatic and they were like glued to me. Yeah. And then they were asking me questions like, well, didn't you get tired? And were, you know, and I was like, yes, but I wanted to finish because I wanted to know that I did that. So I did share with them and yeah, you know, they were pretty enthralled and then they wanted to see my medal. And of course, which I obliged greatly to show it off and, just because I was proud of it. And I wanted to show them, you know, you can be proud of something that you do mm -hmm. and set your mind to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's so many opportunities like during writing workshop, like this is like to be able to tell your story. And then like 
you know, we connect over those vulnerable things. Like, this is really scary for me to do, for your teacher to do. And they're like, wait, my teacher's scared of things? Yeah. And she still did it, like, them being able to see that. Right. And then, you know, of course, I throw them in there and said, oh, and Miss Starhar and I did it, too. Mm. And you're like, you both did it? And yeah. And I was like, because anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was lots of people. There was thousands of people who signed up for this. And I think they were kind of flabbergasted that so many people in one place were doing one thing, yeah. one goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was so fun talking about your race. I loved getting to relive it. (laughs) Sharing my experience. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Take care. Quick heads up. My Injured and Perfect Eating course is in the show notes. It is a three-week starter course. I know a lot of you are like, cool, like what is this? But no, Jacqueline, like if I let myself eat pizza, you don't understand. I'm going to eat all of the pizza. If I have donuts in the house, I'm going to eat all of the donuts. And so if you're saying these things and then you keep running to doing a whole 30 or a whole 100 or keto or paleo or clean eating or counting macros or counting calories. And you're like, you know, those are the only things that work. My question is how long do they work for? Are they working for 30 days, 45 days, not even 30 days because you're kind of like cheating, quote, cheating on weekends or cheating when your friends invite you to go out to happy hour and you feel guilt. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. That's okay. I'll fix things up tomorrow, right? So, so my goal for you is to find a way of eating that actually works for you past 30 days. Because here's the thing is that you have to learn how to eat for your body without apps, without a meal plan, without a list of good and bad foods. Uh, when, once we started traveling a lot and you know, staying with the in-laws, going to Thailand, going on road trips, it was more evidence that these diets, counting macros is a diet, uh, doing Whole30 is a diet, no matter how much they want to say they're not, doing these diets is not a way that I can live for the rest of my life. All it's doing is turning into this like uh, eat everything in sight, do something to repent and forgive myself. And so if you are really tired of fighting off food cravings and you want to learn how to have food, like how can I eat chocolate? I have a craving for chocolate. How can I eat chocolate and feel good about myself after eating chocolate? What's that like? Um, If you're really tired of these, you know, eat this, not that lists of food and you would love to allow all food. And that sounds scary, right? You're like, no, Jacqueline, if I allow food, I'll eat all of it. But Here's what happens is that once we start fighting, once we stop fighting with ourselves, um, we start allowing things and practicing them in a way that feels good for our body. The novelty wears off. Um, You don't, you're like, cool, I don't actually feel good when I eat an extra large pizza and chocolate cake and cookies. That was me. Like it was like, you know, I I don't want this. So I'm going to have to figure this out. And so I took all of the mistakes that I made over the last three years of not being on a diet, um, all of the things that I learned about my body, and I put it into this course, super low risk, 20 bucks, three weeks. Um, For podcast listeners, I'm gonna add in an extra coaching session, so make sure you check out the link in the show notes. This will be great, especially as summer is coming up, and you're like, well, how do I go to a barbecue and like enjoy the food there? How do I not feel this stress? How do I not like check ahead and like make sure they have something that's clean and I just trust myself around the food that's there? How do I do this? Like, what is that life like? So everything is in this course, um, super low risk. Make sure to check out the show notes. Can't wait to get you started on that. All right, guys, take care. 